there comes a time in every person's life when you realise it's not about doing what you are told, but doing what you know is right for you. Let us take a journey of learning and discovery with the world's most successful people who are living the life of their dreams, walking through life using their inner wisdom and being of service to others. Forget exams, grades and test scores. What is your purpose? As we let go of what we think should be and learn from our elders to gain knowledge, inspiration and a true sense of who we are. What are your dreams? Does your life have meaning? Are you living a life of significance? Let's talk with today's guest. Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome as we spend some more time together on the Learning on Fire podcast. Today I'm talking to Jeanette Stein. Hi Jeanette, thanks for joining me and let's explore the journey of who you are. Hi Mark, so nice to be here today. My name is Jeanette Stein and I live in Michigan in the United States and um, I have my husband along with me as well as our six children and we also have our first grandson who's just over one. So it's been an exciting journey um, over here. I'm a former math teacher and now I'm a website owner and business owner and just loving this journey. And Jeanette and I met recently in um, Nashville. We had a fantastic time at a live event over there. And um, and I have to say, if you get the chance to go to a live event or you get a chance just to spend time with people, especially if they're in, in a field that you're you're involved in, it's such a great way to meet friends and, um, and also new people that bring into your life. And it's such a fantastic, just, I don't know, it's like a, a life-affirming way of spending your time, I think. Absolutely. It was so great to meet you, Mark. We did have a great time. So what does your life look like now and how is it different from when you were growing up? Oh, such a great question. So when I was growing up, it felt like things were a little slower, a little easier um, as far as the pace goes. But things were also quite hard for my parents. Um, My parents were married very young. And so therefore, when I was a child, my mom was going to school. Um, She just retired from her nursing job, but she was in school to become a nurse. My dad was in construction. And so in the 80s, when I was growing up, yes, I'm aging myself, (laughs) um, in the United States, there was quite the recession in the 80s. And so life was quite difficult um, for a while for us. My parents made a lot of sacrifices, um, financial sacrifices to give my brother and I a a better life, you know, as they worked forward from that. But now it's a lot different. My my children do have a lot of opportunities. I have a lot of opportunities. Technology allows me to talk to you. I remember one of my friends moved away and it was such a big deal to talk to her just because it was long distance, you know, and and it was expensive back then. Um, And now we talk to people around the world all the time. And so yet life now is just, it's good. It's fast, but it's connected. And I love the opportunities that technology has given not only myself, but my children as well. And um, so we're trying our best to raise them up and how to use that well. And that's been really exciting. I think it's a really it's a really interesting thing is I mean you know as a podcast you know I spend most of my time on the internet on the on the uh, over the airways as it were or the old style airways Um, but it's just the way your children think I mean last night we were watching a, a tv show and it was it's got a contestant it's um strictly come dancing which i think is dancing with the stars over there in america and it was a result show and one of the couples obviously went out and they were like oh no it's gonna be such a shame i won't get to see you every day and our youngest just turned around and said well you can just facetime 
<laughs> and I just thought yeah. that was brilliant. It's just that, you know, they just think in that kind of connected, you know, technology is almost the answer to everything. And it was an absolutely perfect solution to the, what they thought was a problem. Absolutely. Our kids are just wired that way, aren't they? They see it in a different way. And I want them to see the technology as a solution, not as a problem. And But also being cautious that it doesn't become a problem, right? So there's that overcommitment as well that I worry about, but finding that balance is the hard part, I think, right now. I think it is, and I think a lot of it's attitude, isn't it? It's kind of how you put yourself out there, but also how you see yourself in the overall um the overall climate of, of being online and um, I did a great interview with Gooseby Planet on my Education on Fire podcast um, right back in season one I think it was or season two on the technology season and it was that kind of you know it's being aware it's being supportive of the great positive things there but just being savvy and as you would be in, in normal life um, just to make sure that you keep yourself safe but you just keep your wits around you and that you're very open and honest to people if you feel you've got a problem and that you can go from there but I think like I say the opportunities if you think of them as opportunities far outweigh of the dangers which people perceive to be the biggest threat most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think the more open you are with the kids about the opportunities and the the things they can learn and do, then they're not out looking for trouble as well. You know, they, they see the positive and they're excited about it. They really enjoy being found online, sharing things online. And so that's been really great really enjoyed watching them kind of figure that out along the way and i also like the fact that they can they feel like they can find anything out can't they i mean it's not just a google search or or something like that it can be just more of a everything's at your fingertips if you just search and you just want to immerse yourself in things that you like and and it's one of the things i try and get across quite a lot at the moment is especially as the is the podcast you know develops and and obviously now we've got three podcasts in the education on fire network um but it's that kind of i sort of say to my kids it's that you know when i started this journey i didn't know anything about podcasting i didn't have half the technology know-how that i have now but it was all there i found people i immersed myself um, in groups and communities of people who've been there already and done it and I just gradually learned bit by bit and there's still a lot to learn and things that I want to progress to but actually it is there for you as and when you want it and that's still quite a different kind of outlook I think from the more traditional schooling that they're they're still having even though the world has moved on. Oh yeah absolutely I think it's gone from a I want my children more than facts to know problem solving and being able to be proactive and think for themselves and all those things that we've always wanted. I'm sure my parents wanted for me and you want for your children, but those things like perseverance and effort and, you know, grit is that common word, but really I want my kid to have that because they can access a lot of the other information. If they've got those things, they can find the information or figure it out later. So really being able to be problem solvers is what I want my children to be not necessarily memorize the information like we were taught as children and then be able to put back on a test yeah I think that's absolutely right and um and what was valuable about your school experience do you think oh I had a lot of value I had a wonderful school experience I'm pretty you know I'm sure that's why I wanted to become a teacher I had a lot of people that were encouraging me and rooting for me and um had my back I had a lot of teachers who really wanted to go above and beyond for all of us, you know? And so that was really fantastic. Uh, I had a lot of teachers say to me, I believe in you. You know, um, I remember saying to one teacher, Mr. Allen, I have a lot of 
admiration still for him because I was an insecure teenager when I was graduating high school, as many, many of us were uh, going out into the world. And I remember asking him, do I have what it takes to be a math teacher? And he looked at me straight in the eyes and I knew he believed it. And he said, Jeanette, you have what it takes to be anything you want. And I've carried that with me my whole life. But he wasn't the only teacher to say he believed in me. But that was the one where I was probably the most vulnerable. And so it meant the most, you know, it sunk in the most. And so just so grateful for all of those people. Life wasn't always super easy growing up. We certainly had our bumps and turmoils like all families do. But knowing that I had that safe place to go to every day was really, really powerful. And I think I think the teachers you often remember, they are the ones that speak to you, aren't they? It's not about necessarily the way they taught you or or those sorts of things. It's just that it's the it's the human connection. And I think that's certainly something that I found valuable from my school experience. It's the it's the community, it's the it's the feeling of belonging in some ways. And it might also be the opposite of that. It might be that you don't feel that that's the case all the time, but then that way you do learn and understand when it feels right and when it doesn't. And I think that's part of just finding your part especially as you're sort of growing up through those school years oh absolutely absolutely there were times I didn't feel like I fit in um we moved from one school district to another and unfortunately that was before you know having a common curriculum was very popular and these school districts weren't very far apart but the level that they were at I moved in the middle of first grade and I moved from a school where in first grade we were learning our letters to a school where in first grade you were expected to be reading um, at quite a good level, you know, looking back at where my kids were and to be put in a position where you're that far behind was really, really hard. And people understood whether they want to hide it with colors or whatever. The lowest reading group is still the lowest reading group. And as they group you out, that was really hard. But what it taught me that was so valuable is that I had math skills. I could do math. I could understand it. I could see it. My dad being a construction worker I remember walking into geometry and kids couldn't see it. Like they'd talk about a story problem and I'm like, you can't see that. But I had been around so many construction sites and so many, um, I'd been exposed to so many things like that, that I could see it. I just realized I had strengths in other places. And so as I learned that my, my weaknesses don't define me, my strengths do, then I was okay. Back in first grade, though, that was a little difficult. <laughs> you know, that was that was hard. I think I think that's the key, isn't it? Is the fact that you know we're th- this podcast is about sort of sharing wisdom and experience and guidance from from those of us that have sort of been through it and want to sort of impart it back. And um, but actually, when you're going through it, there there is a there's a youth and a naivety which is an integral part of who you are as you're growing up and as you as you as you sort of mature um and it's i think it's a fine balance between that you know understanding about all these things and also at the same time living the life that you're living now in exactly the right time for who you are with all those insecurities all the all the things that you're learning as you're as you're going through and I think what you said there about being able to see some things I think that's it when you recognize your talents or when you can suddenly realize that the people you've got around you and the experiences they've given you give you something which other people don't have then once you're in once you understand that all those things are a fabric of what you are doing I think there's some comfort in that and actually a combination of feeling that comfort and support from people 
and also hearing the wisdom and guidance from people around you as well if you can sort of embrace it all in a and as an open way as you can I think that's a great starting point for you then to sort of decide how you want to move forward with your life in in whatever choices you do have which is obviously less maybe you, you might feel when you're younger but it just gives you a I think a sense of that your own identity and that you have you have control of where you want to go even if that's limited as you start to grow up absolutely so when I went off to college you know when I started looking at careers it was to be a math teacher or to be an engineer or to be an actuary like I knew where my strengths were and I really was hoping to play off those quite well um and I explored all three of those careers quite extensively but realized um uh, yeah, I love teaching. You know, I love teaching in the classroom. I love teaching outside of the classroom. So that was obviously what the direction that I went. But understanding that about myself, having role models that I also wanted to be like, um, really helped shape where my future went. And and who did you admire when you were young? I admired a lot of people. My grandmother, from my youngest days, was my biggest cheerleader. My grandmother believed in me more than anybody believed in me. And so for her, I just admired her encouragement and who she was. She was just so honest and she had a lot of wisdom. And um, I always wanted to be able to share her encouragement with others. I also had people around me that really inspired me. Um, And so they inspired me to look at careers and college. I was the first one in my family to go to college. And my uncle also went back to school. He went to school the same year that I started. It, it was always the running joke who would get to graduate first <laughs> from our family. And I did beat him for the record. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, watching all these people who were trying to make their lives better um, in my family, um, and in other areas too, just around my neighborhood, it was just really powerful. But I do have to say like in my teaching and my professional career, going back to Mr. Allen, he, he had an ability to really encourage us while pushing us to really work hard. And I admired that balance. Um, sometimes I felt like as a kid, people would either be encouraging, but not expecting a whole lot or expecting a whole lot without that encouragement. And I felt like he really had the balance down well. So I always wanted to be that way for my students and for um, my children at home. You know, it really helped me have something to strive for. And I guess that really is what gives you that impact, isn't it? It's like you said, it's that honesty. It's the fact that someone's got your back. It's the fact they push you in a way which is supportive, um, that you feel supported, even when it can be challenging at times. And um, I think sometimes it's hard to put that into words, isn't it? But yeah, I think it's something that you feel. It's something that you understand. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Perfect. Um, what was the best piece of advice you've ever been given and who was it that gave it to you? The best piece of advice that I have ever received is just um, so simple. And it was from a Girl Scout leader. And she said, be yourself, but be yourself loudly. You know, and um, I've always appreciated that because um, people, you know, if you've been around me, Mark, we were at the live event together. I'm not most, I'm not the most quiet person, you know, <laughs> so um I can be quite loud. I can really be um, passionate about what I'm saying to the point, you know, I worry. I used to really worry that it was too much, 
you know, that I was pushing people away with that. And she was like, no, that this is, these are your passions. You know, if I was really passionate about somebody being mistreated, you know, somebody, something had happened. And this is where that conversation came from. But in Girl Scouts, we're always there. We're always together. And they always encouraged us to be really supportive of each other. And and there was an argument. And I really felt that one of the girls was being mistreated by another one. Um, And I stood up for her. And I was so passionate about it. And the leader's like, you have a heart for this. And you should never shut that down. Like, be yourself. Be yourself loudly. And I thought, gosh, no one tells me to be loud. (laughs) No one tells me to be loud. But it was such a good thing to be affirmed that way, to be loved and appreciated and known for who I was and being encouraged to be that anyway. I think so many kids feel like they have to really protect what others see of them. And this woman really allowed me just to be me. And so that was just really powerful. I think that's that's been a really interesting theme for me as as these podcasts have, have developed over, over the last few weeks. It's been the fact that people have said, you know, put yourself out there and experience as many things as possible. And I kind of got that from a kind of sort of getting a sense of knowing, um, I guess, who you are and the sorts of things that you liked. But it's now it just struck me as you were talking there about the fact that what it also does is it gives you contact with lots of different types of people and lots of different personalities. And the more people you come across like that, the more different, not opinions, um, the more different advice and support you get from people in different ways because they they approach you with their personality and their emotional content um and so actually just being very alive in the world and being exposed to lots of things it, it gives you it gives you more than just the experience of the activity it gives you a, i guess a life and, and a personal experience which like you said over the course of say meeting a hundred people out of that you'll get a sense of the type of people that really understand you and can support you to be you in whichever environment that happens to be in yeah absolutely you know you hear so many things as you move through the world you know and not all of them are positive but if you can really figure out those people who are going to encourage you and lift you up and spend time in that space when you hear those other things they're not so loud and they're not so important uh, and it really helps you move forward and what advice would you give your younger self now Um, create the life you want. Uh, It just felt like for so long I was waiting for somebody else to create it or if I just followed the rules that this life that I wanted would happen. I would tell anybody younger, and and I've worked very hard to instill in my children, create the life you want. Don't leave it to chance. Go after it. Write it down. Um, You know, when I talk to my sons and daughters, I say, what is your perfect spouse? Who are you looking for? What do you want in that person? Like, don't just the first person who's nice to you, you know, like I I see that in young people and in my classroom experience, um, they finally are liked by somebody. And so they jump on that. It's like, but what do you want? Um, what do you want with your life? What, what do you want your days to look like? How could you create that? And so just teaching my children and I wish I had figured out sooner that you can create the life that you want and you need to go after it and take responsibility a hundred percent every single day and go after it. Don't 
think like you're going to win the lottery or Oprah's going to give you a car or, you know, whatever that mm-hmm. is. No one else is going to come save you. This is up to you. And um, and just give us a little bit of um, background in terms of, of your uh, experience of this, because as you, you've been talking about being a math teacher and being involved in school, but your life looks slightly different to that now, doesn't it? Yeah, my life does look a lot different. Um, I started a website to support math teachers, and in that it's um, brought success. And so I am no longer in the classroom. I determine my schedule. I determine my what my days look like, what I can do for my children. I'm the one in charge of making that schedule, ma- setting up my work. Um, I'm the one in charge of whether or not my website is profitable this month or not. You know, I have to make that happen. And it's been a lesson late in life that, yeah, you can you can make a change. You know, I was I loved, loved being a teacher. If somebody had ever told me I would quit that job, I th- thought they were crazy. But um, my life story is I we adopted four children and had two more in less than two years. And I just felt like I couldn't be a good teacher and a good mom at the same time. And something had to change. And I got desperate enough that I made my own future. And it's, I wish I had realized not that I wanted to leave teaching, but that I had that power within me to create whatever I wanted. And so that's been really powerful. It's, it was a lesson that I had to figure out. So glad I did. And I really want to pass it on to my kids so they can learn it a lot younger than I have. And I think it's a good thing for us all to remember that actually it can your, your world can still be involved in the things you're passionate about and it can still be involved around your talents and your understanding. But just a few key decisions to take things in hand and do it a different way can make big difference in your life. And I think, like you say, sometimes we get to that point where we feel like we have to do it because external forces are pushing us in that direction. But actually, in reality, we all have that if we've got, like you said before, if we've got a clear understanding and a picture in our mind of actually what it is that we want to produce. And I think if you've got a big enough why to actually make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I don't think 10, 20 years ago, I would have ever quit my teaching job you know I I loved it so much it was just what I was born to do but now um, as I moved out of that teaching role so that I could be home with my children I was loving work with the teachers but let's be honest teachers are super busy so they weren't talking to me a whole lot so I felt like I was missing out on that teaching so now I've gotten into coaching I've kind of filled that hole and I feel like I'm back in my zone uh, where I can be an encouragement and help others build their businesses as well. Um, so deciding what makes you happy and where your gifts are and how you're going to use them and being purposeful, it just brings all the joy in the world to your life. And so I would encourage anybody, if you're feeling like it, something's not quite right, take some time, figure out what you need and what what you're good at, what you need to feel fulfilled and go after it because it's just amazing and there is no time like the present is there that's the that's the key it, it does remind me a little bit there was a um a conversation i had with my sister-in-law um uh, a few months ago now and she was um wondering what to do from a career point of view and and everyone normally just sort of works out you know looks for a job and sees what job comes out and she said oh, what I'm going to do is she said I'm going to sit down and write 
the job that I want to come to me. And so she sat down and she started it all in reverse. It was that kind of, I want to work these types of hours. I'd like this kind of salary. I'd like this kind of environment. I'd like the sort, these are the sorts of people I'd like to be involved in. And then she sort of almost allowed the world to, to produce that for her. And I thought that was a brilliant way of doing it because it, it really made her feel like she had some control over where she was heading, even though she was the one actually sort of actively looking for a different path. I absolutely love to hear that. I think it's so important to start with the end in mind. You know, if I could um, quote Covey on that, start with the end in mind. But um, to start with the end in mind, what do you want? And then start building the the stairs to get there. Build those stepping stones. You're probably not going to go straight there. Most of us don't anyway. But it certainly helps to have the image of where you're headed. It gives you a map to how to get there. And uh, it's just beautiful. I love it. I think that's so important is that, you know, knowing where you want to head, um, like I say, having a real great idea and a feeling almost about what it is that you're passionate about and how you want to do it, but then being relaxed and free enough, like you say, for that path to take you probably in a direction you never thought it was going to go, but it's often out of those that space that actually the magic happens and the great things happen. You meet the right person, the right opportunity happens because you're just in somehow... I don't know, the world seems to master itself in that particular way. I don't know what that is, but it's certainly been the case in my life. When I've allowed myself to be in that space, that's when amazing things have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that wonderful? What does your future look like? Uh, Right now, I am really enjoying where I'm at. I have my math site where I'm helping math teachers, and I'm starting to coach. I'm excited for the future. I don't know where this coaching is going to take me, but I do know that it's bringing me a lot of joy and I'm really, really enjoying it. And so I do think my future will definitely be growing that aspect, but with thinking of business, but then thinking of my family, just more freedom. And uh, I'm really excited to take all these lessons that I've learned and apply them towards a great future. So Yeah, I'm really excited to see. (laughs) Really, I feel like it's wide open. And that's so exciting, right? Um, I don't feel like it's locked in. I did feel like it was locked in before. Um, So it's such a freeing thought um, and a freeing way to to be. I love it. It it sounds almost magical you know that kind of just being in that space just to think oh I've got you know I've got this around me I'm grateful for all the things that I have and I've got these new branches of things happening as well and I'm just going to literally take a breath in and just allow it to almost sweep me up and take me on and I, I just I, I think that's a great like I said a great and exciting place to be and I um yeah I wish you every luck with it it sounds um sounds great well thank you thank you it sounds great to me too <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what resource has had the biggest impact on your life and this I mean it may be a podcast a book a video a film a song it could be anything um, which has just struck you and just made something in your life just think oh yes this is either the most supportive thing or the answer to something I was looking for yeah I thought a lot about this I you know the the first thing is I would say for the book it would have to be the bible that's where I find all my strength. And then as far as in my business world, it would have to be the Flip Your Life podcast. Um, when I started listening to Shane and Jocelyn, oh gosh, years, almost five years ago, right? Four? That's crazy. Time is just flying. 
Um, I was really trying to create a website and that was profitable, but I was really failing miserable. It was not doing well. Um, but I had all these followers that were following me and they really taught me how to make it profitable and build a, not just a website, but a business. And so for my business, that it has been just amazing, amazing resource for me. That podcast and that relationship with Shane and Jocelyn really helped me to move my business forward very, very quickly and in a very substantial way. So I'm very grateful to both of them. I think that's fantastic. And um, it, to find out information of all of these things, if you go to educationonfire.com and if you just put Jeanette Stein into the search bar, the show notes for this podcast will just pop up and um, we'll have links to all these things so you can you can delve in more and experience these um, these things for yourself and especially the podcast with um, Shane and Jocelyn because that's where, that's where I met Jeanette was on, on their um, their live event in Nashville and um, and it's, it's these like-minded people like you say and I I came across them in, in because they were actually on my podcast <laughs> and um, and it's amazing how all these sort of synchronicities sort of happen and um, I was talking about having children and getting their views of education and so I came across them in completely left field not looking in terms of um, business and, and changing my life but actually just because they were interested in children and education and, and, and supporting a podcast which was actually thinking about children and the other way around and, and the fact that you know you're a math teacher and, and you've got all this experience in schools it's it's like these sort of like-minded people just all sort of gravitate together yeah it's a wonderful thing isn't it so what's the best way for people to find out more about you if um if they'd like to delve a little bit deeper yeah i have two websites i have highschoolmathteachers.com as well as jeanettestein.com and they you can reach out to me at any time at jeanette at highschoolmathteachers.com i'd love to talk to you Fantastic. Thank you, Jeanette, for sharing your wisdom and allowing us to learn from your experiences. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Learning on Fire podcast. For more information, please visit educationonfire.com and follow the links from the homepage. This show is sponsored by the National Association for Primary Education. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.